0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Tales from the Loop, the Amazon Prime TV series, not the game or the book that it's based on. Uh, We're going to go ahead and get this thing going. What's going on, guys? It's Ron. It's doing. And I'm Michael. Um, And we are here again uh, from Zoom uh, for a little bit. Uh, Still recording. Uh, I think we're getting used to it. By the time we get this down really, really well we're gonna start recording in person again. By the time it becomes True. seamless, you know? We're um, never
1: gonna go back to in person.
0: No, Whoa. Why? why would we do nope. that? Nope, no, I quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah Ron, Ron's not about it. Ron, Ron's not about the Zoom. Uh,
2: I miss seeing people in front of me and then talking to them.
0: Dude, yeah, so. it was weird. Um, well, we'll get to that. Uh, but before we go any further, we gotta make sure that we remember our uh, pickle of the week.
1: Pickle of the week.
0: I <laughs> love <laughs> <laughs> that we had the same idea on that one. <laughs> Uh, that was pretty good. That was you know, good. we said it very similarly. I could probably fix it in post to line it up and make it look like we were in sync, but the, it's like impossible no. to be in sync.
2: No, no. it's this funnier way. this way. It's funnier sure. this way.
0: Yeah, you're right. So uh, my pickle of the week, uh, as uh, there are no new comics uh, this week uh, yet again, I am going with uh, a role playing book that came out this week as well. I'm picking uh, the Chicago. I'm gonna hold it up, even though this isn't YouTube, so that my friends can see it here. The Chicago Folios. Oh. It's a yeah. Get closer so you can read it, Ron vampire the masquerade a chicago source book it's great i've been really reading it uh and diving deep uh I'm really enjoying it
2: word uh i am reading the adventure chicago. zone uh, you liking it yeah I, I just started it i'm only like page five or six but it's it's solid it's solid so far have you it's gonna be
1: a, a movie or something right is it it's a awesome. series i think something oh, that's like that. cool yeah,
0: yeah. but Maybe no we'll i have it though. uh yeah
1: Listen to the podcast,
0: though. Okay. I've heard it's really good.
1: Dylan? I pick. <laughs> um, we had that live sale last week, oh, and yeah. someone bought a brick of Vision and Scarlet Witch, the classic. Oh, nice. Like, 12-issue miniseries, and then I went and I was like, oh, I want to read that, and I went and found the trade, and
0: was it, was it I put that on
1: hold. I didn't buy it, but I'm planning on buying it, and then after that, I'm planning on reading it.
0: Okay. Excellent. <laughs> wow. oh, a, all right. That's a peek behind the curtain there. Um, but uh, this is the part of the show where we'd like to remind everyone to please head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review it really helps us out and it helps new people to find the show it will also help us achieve our 2020 goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified once we hit 200 reviews we will start affecting the rankings of the films that we review once they start coming out again Uh, so do us a favor and go do it Uh, although I don't think that will that will really matter this year because how many movies are we going to actually see in theaters for a while? well y'all want to take a bet? Ooh, uh, how many How many more? Okay, you know what? I'm, I'm here for that. How like, that. Is the bet like how many Power Rankings movies will we actually see in theaters this year? This year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the, off All right. the list, obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: I gotta look That's at the list. How many, no we, how many
0: have we already reviewed, though?
1: Yeah, I have Two? to look at the list. Two? Three?
0: Two? Two? We'll, think, think. we'll think about it and get back to y'all next week. Yeah. Because right. uh, it could bet. be fun. Maybe we'll do like an over-under or something, you know? That'd be bet. solid Sounds bet. good. Okay, Sounds I'm here good. for that. So stay tuned for next week when we, uh, waste more money, uh, on stupid crap. Uh, so, <laughs> um, events, um, this is my, uh, our last week doing a full slate of RPGs and KeyForge uh, weekly, uh, since we are actually going back to work this week. I went back uh, yesterday, which, well, we're recording this on Tuesday. I went back on Monday. We're not open for customers until Friday and that's curbside only. Um, only uh, for the time being but get ready for that we're going to be open so that's the big news um but you know i had one more week of events advertised so we're still going to do it um my dear i ran cthulhu uh yesterday monday and it was one of the best sessions i've run it was really it went really well uh tonight we're playing parsley uh the computer-based or the uh, the text rpg type of game where you play uh everyone's uh playing a computer game where it's uh, it's all text-based, where you give commands like walk north open door give sword you know whatever um and you all take turns entering the commands it's crazy and a lot of fun last week we played it and there was a three 11 year olds in the game and it was chaos in the (laughs) best way like we we climbed a tower been playing for 40 minutes climb a tower open the door and there's a wizard and it's one of the 11 year olds certainly goes attack wizard like no and the wizard obviously kills us and we have to start over and we get, we get two more hours into the game, almost done. He's like, man, I really feel like I should attack this man. It's like, don't, don't you do it. We have been playing for two and a half hours. I'm trying to win. And thankfully he listened to reason, but anyway, it's a lot of fun. Um, uh, and then tomorrow, uh, Thursday night, we're playing Delta green, which is as of this recording, I think we have three spots left. Uh, we'll see, uh, maybe two. I'm not sure. I'd have to look at my list. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun run by Dwight from the Sugarland store. And this Friday Ooh. we have, um, uh, the, the last weekly KeyForge event, uh, those have been going great. 10-plus uh, people every time. Um, doing a sealed. Uh, when you buy your deck online at the, the website, you enter promo code UNCANNY to get the, uh, the deck held for you upon release. Yeah, promo code UNCANNY, man, it's real. we got to talk to them once we open open and that, that promo code becomes useless to transition that to mean something else. we got to keep That'd the promo dope. code UNCANNY doing something. Yeah. Um, but that's all my events for this week. I got one. Yeah, I know Dilly got one.
1: We got one tonight. Tonight, the second ever Bedrock City Facebook Live comic sale. New and improved. The the last one went well. I feel like I I keep saying that it implies that the last one like bombed, you know. But oh, it was great. There there were a couple hit. Like some of the prices were hard to read, and like the camera was a little zoomed out. But we're gonna tweak a little things this time, and it'll be smooth and perfect, and nothing will go wrong.
0: No, nothing will go wrong. But there were,
1: it went. There were like literally hundreds of people watching last time. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. I couldn't keep up the comments, but That's Kevin awesome. from 1960 and Austin from Washington were a big help.
0: Yeah, they killed it. It was fun. Seemed, it seemed really fun. I mean, I was running a game at the same time, so well, I was uh, facilitating a game at the same time, so I was only kind of half watching it. But it, it was utter like it was chaos. Really well.
1: you said, yeah, y'all also come see one. Oh boy. Do do what Austin does because I'm sure he doesn't want to do it all what the time. But what's what's his role? He like gets books out of the boxes and gives them to Kevin, and then kind of runs around and does whatever okay. is needed. You know, Kevin's got the easy job, right? He's just got to sit there and talk. Uh, yeah, but it's the one I wouldn't want to do. So right. fair enough. I'm the one like reading all the comments and trying to piece together who wanted what. Uh Uh-huh, and it sucks because the comments come in a different order for us than how other people see them, and I claimed it first, and uh, it's a whole thing. Oh,
0: gosh, okay. It's fun. It felt like literally 20 minutes, but it was two hours long. Oh, wow. That's the good thing about chaos. Right? No kidding. Uh, Ron, what about your events? Oh, it's at 7. Sorry. It's at 7, yeah. Tonight. Tonight at 7. Come play Apex. Come play Apex with Ron. What's your gamertag? Demon13angel on Xbox. On Xbox, get them. I so you know how Xbox does that thing where you leave it idle and it'll pop up like on the sidebar. Like your friend so and so was playing. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I left my Xbox on. Go in the other room. Come back and I see you and Evan dancing yeah. around on my screen playing Apex Legends. I'm like, hey. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, but anyway, what I, I guess that'll transition into what I done did. Zron, so what you done did this week? You play some Apex? Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah,
2: yeah, so much fix Yeah. I I don't yeah, I've been doing anything. I've been chilling.
0: Sure. Uh I I've been busy doing all the RPG stuff. We played uh played a personal game on Sunday. We played changing the Dreaming. That was a lot of fun. Uh thank you Dwight for running that. Uh been getting uh getting some stuff ready for Vampire the Masquerade, my personal game. Uh I, I was just about to say something, but I know some of the players listen, so uh I'm because we can't play in person um, okay that's what i was and, about to ask you and i if it was a smaller game i would move it to discord in the in the interim however because that's where our group chat is it's on discord however we have nine players plus me so that's that's really too many to corral over discord um, that's right but i do have something fun planned in the interim um to utilizing discord uh to get everybody engaged uh, so i'm working on that more on that to come that'll be fun but uh, that's nope. that's what i done did watched a lot of tv i didn't do anything
1: i watched Hard. a lot of tv i finished i finished devs that show i really like oh yeah, yeah yeah it was good all the way through. um yeah i didn't even know it was a mini series until it was over and i was like how can there be more and then turns out there's not There wasn't <laughs> um uh, <laughs> What else? I've been binging. We've been binging Silicon Valley. You know, HBO made like some shows free. Yep. Yep. It's on the final season of that. Okay. Um, and then working a lot. That's basically it.
0: Have that y'all was, watched
1: Dave? I, okay. I haven't watched Dave yet.
0: No, I've not watched Dave. Unless we're doing an episode on Dave, it's gonna be a while. <laughs> Dude, come on! It's such <laughs> a. Of, it's thirty minute episodes. Not even. How like, many are
2: there? TV thirty minutes. There's six right now. Seven comes out. Thursday that sounds like a lunch
0: break show. I can watch that on my lunch.
1: Dude, it's so much devs on your lunch too.
0: Yeah, I probably. No. Devs. We can
1: do a, D- a dev Dave episode.
0: Dave devs, let's do it.
1: Yeah, I'm down.
0: All right,
1: they're so similar.
0: You heard it already. <laughs> uh, that's it. All right, cool. Uh, let's get into the news. Um, there's uh, actually, I I, I was I had expected there to be not that much entertainment news, but it just keeps on going. Uh, Netflix picks up streaming rights to Enola Holmes starring Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill uh, and blah, blah, blah. The movie's plot revolves around the disappearance of Enola's mother on her 16th birthday. The budding detective seeks out her older brothers for help, but rather than aid her, they are more than interested in sending her back to finishing school. Undeterred, Enola heads to London, encountering a cast of colorful characters in her quest to find her mother all right i don't
2: understand this like what is i I
0: yeah i i don't know i mean it sounds like a it sounds it sounds like one of those um older kid young teen or tween uh like adventure movies you know sort of like a 90 late 90s style you don't get a lot of those movies anymore that are targeted at like a live action movies targeted at you know
1: yeah that's true kids
0: and teens it's all like animated so that's cool
1: i feel like it must not be good if it went to netflix
0: yeah no well yeah because was, uh, was supposed to be in theaters to, yeah yeah legendary pictures uh has had the movie and then now it's going to netflix instead of theater so that's either a vote of confidence in netflix or them future-proofing and knowing that next year's movies are going to be really crowded and that there's not going to be a room room for a movie like this yeah to do to do anything with um HBO max sets sets its May launch date releases first trailers for several upcoming shows. Um, the, the date is going to be May 27th uh, for the new HBO max streaming service, which, we, which we've been talking about for, I feel like forever. Um, yeah. and it's going to cost 1499, $14.99 per month and will eventually hmm, boast up to 10,000 hours of content. What does that mean? Eventually up to 10,000. I mean, at some point, sure. Why not? I, I think it's all the
1: stuff that's tied up with other streaming services. Okay. Like oh once we get it back we'll have 10,000 hours. Okay, sure. But but they have like one scripted show when it launches. The Maybe Anna a Kendrick couple. Thing? Yeah.
0: Uh yeah, so series available at launch. There's Anna Kendrick's Love Life, um a documentary feature on the record and then non-scripted series. I don't what does that mean, Dylan? What's a non-scripted series? Is that like a reality? Like reality? Okay. Yeah, a yeah, reality TV show. Yeah. Legendary and Craftopia and children's shows such as the new Looney Tunes and Not Too Late Show with Elmo. I like that idea of the Elmo show.
2: I watched almost all these trailers. I didn't watch Elmo. I didn't watch Elmo. Bro. The Looney Tunes one is super cool. It's It's 2D animation. I mean, yeah, but it's 2D animation, not 3D, so it's kind of like it feels like it was back in the day. Um, Craftopia (laughs) is a kid's uh, game show. Oh, where the kids are creating crafts to win uh, five thousand dollars in a trophy?
0: Okay, a trophy. Um, five thousand
1: dollars?
2: Yeah, five thousand dollars for crafts. Not, I mean,
0: if you're a kid, not, you know, no, they're
2: really
1: taking advantage of the fact that they're children, right? Like, yeah, right, here's five thousand exactly. dollars
2: from HBO. For real, huh? Legendary is about uh, eight different um, drag uh, houses, like okay. they're all competing for whatever. Okay. Um, on the record is about um, this lady that used to manage um, uh, a rap label with uh, Russell Simmons. Oh, about her time there. Okay, and all that stuff, and then the she's love the life first
1: topic. one to come out against him with the yeah. with all the allegations. The, yeah, 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 okay, for
0: the sexual abuse. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. and then so, love life stuff. Right. Anakin. My mic looks mean, good. I'm excited for it's HBO solid. Max. I mean I already have HBO uh whatever the
2: go, go or now, Max, I, f- I forget either I, one.
0: I forget which no, one No, Now or Go. I I have the one where you don't already subscribe to HBO. I have that one. Like is it you, you get yeah, go. Uh if because if you subscribe to HBO, you get you get now. it for free, right? Yeah. Or you can pay them money and get that. And so I assume that will just roll over onto this, right? Or No, you
2: got to you have to uh, unsubscribe from Go
1: get
0: back. that's okay i if really hate
1: this like thing like i don't know i feel like disney plus did a little bit too where you launched with like very little contract. not enough content yeah i mean at least disney plus had like maybe five shows this is, this is like p- actual shows it's like one like i you you watch hbo for the i guess the, the documentaries team. but mostly like the good dramas you know
0: yeah and i they mean, have
1: one so it's like yeah
0: yeah i don't know i mean so but they already have, have a bunch of good shows,
1: though. You know I know, I mean? but like, I want new stuff.
0: This is going to have Plus, the, all, the same old backlog, right? Like, so everything I can currently watch on my HBO streaming service, I can also watch on this, right? Yes, but I think then it's they a have lot have, more.
2: Like, Cartoon Network and a bunch of other stuff too.
1: Right,
0: right. It's right, all Warner, of-
2: Medi-
1: Warner Media's backlog, so it's okay. like I don't know why it's called HBO, but but Love Life is by Paul Feig, so I'm excited for that one. Okay, the the beloved Ghostbusters director.
0: HBO now is already, is already 1499. So why would I not just, I don't under, I don't understand this. I don't understand the naming. It should be called. Yeah. Dylan's right. It should definitely be called like Warner now or something. Yeah. I don't know. Sounds about his peacock. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's rough. Um, which we don't even talk about. No. Uh, the Batman has been pushed back to October, 2021. The flash and Shazam two also shift dates. Uh, we knew this was coming uh, after production of the film was forced to temporarily cease due to uh, coronavirus concerns, and now it's m- been made official. Um, they've announced that Matt Reeves' The Batman will now open October 1st, 2021, uh, moving back from its June 2021 uh, release date. In addition, uh, The Flash is actually moving up one month to June 3rd, 2022. 2022, like, at this point, that's it that's just like, it doesn't matter. Like, sure. Yeah. Um while Shazam Two has been pushed from April first, twenty twenty two to November twenty twenty two, the Studios has also pushed the Sopranos prequel, Too Many Saints of Newark. I'm sorry, The Many Saints of Newark, uh, to March twelfth, twenty twenty one, instead of September of this year. And then an untitled Elvis movie also moved. Um, I actually don't know if I was aware of that Sopranos prequel. Is uh,
1: that comes out the, the same day as about Raya and The Last Dragon? Oh. Yeah, we talked about it. Is it still like-
0: David Chase involved? Do you know, Dylan?
1: Isn't it his son? I don't know. It's like know. the actor. What was the actor that played? Oh, no.
0: I'm, I'm talking about the guy that created the Sopranos, David Chase. Oh, I don't know. Okay. But I know the one starring in it is like his real son, right? Oh, yeah. It looks like Michael Gandolfini is in it. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. I'm looking at the names of the people in there. All right. Neat. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. It's a, it's a film, apparently. So that's good. All right. film <laughs> Film. Um... The Suicide Squad, James Gunn, uh, director, says you won't need to have seen Suicide Squad before watching the sequel. Um, I mean, I should hope not.
1: Um, That's the story.
0: Chances are, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. He says, uh, during a recent Instagram Q&A, Gunn was asked uh, if viewers will need to watch Suicide Squad to understand his follow-up. He replied with a straightforward, no, you don't. (laughs) These are the hard-hitting questions you get from Instagram live Q&As um speaking i I think this is good news right yeah i mean i guess so that means it is such a big departure that you don't i don't want it to be like a follow-up yeah um in further james gunn news um guardians of the galaxy 3 will feature the will feature a death promises writer and director james gunn recently probably from the same instagram in the the instagram live (laughs) q a uh he was asked by fans whether someone will die in the movie his response yes <laughs> okay. uh, these
1: are really in depth quotes.
0: Yeah, these are really hard hitting news here um, that we uh, bring you here on Uncanny Universe. Um, I mean, okay. Who won't die? I don't know. I, I, I don't Rock, care it's going to be at Rocket. It would be Groot again. No, be, no, Drax. What can we do but speculate? It's something to consume. Yeah, right? Drax. Groot again. Because Batista going to come oh, back I- to WWE. No, oh, he's not. I hope it's it Drax. <laughs> Doesn't um, Batista hate Disney? Yeah, he does.
1: But oh, yeah, time to They kill brought him.
0: James Gunn back, so he's got to be okay with it now, right?
1: But James Gunn attacked children, not Disney. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Okay. We forgive um, him. Right. Yeah, James Gunn's all fine, right? Uh, he's He, he was uncancelled. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Uh, Mulan 2 is reportedly in early development in Disney, despite its first installments delay. That's got to be filling you with confidence at the very least that they like this movie. Um, Before it lost its release schedule, a release date at the, uh, during the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, the signs were all pointing to Mulan being a big box office hit. Um, Got a dog. Um, My bad. That's all you're good. Um, (laughs) uh, There was a lot of excitement surrounding the movie, which Disney recently moved from uh, March 27th to July 24th, uh, later this year. Um, According to a new report from Full Full Circle Cinema, uh, Disney was so confident in Mulan's chances of success, the plan for a sequel was announced following its release in theaters.
2: Okay. Uh, All right. I mean... Do we need a Mulan 2? No. No, we do Do not. Do I want a Mulan 2? No. No. Not at all. This
1: isn't something that should be a franchise. Ugh. Ugh.
0: I mean, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe it's good. That that must mean that they have confidence in it, right?
1: I mean, they had confidence that it was going to make money. Yeah, well, fair enough.
0: Yeah, that's that's probably more accurate. I also I'm am disgusted. Not a, I'm not a huge Mulan fan anyway. Like, I, I didn't I'm
1: a, a Mulan fan, but I don't need a sequel. Right. What are you going to do? Is she going to save China again?
0: Yeah, dude. Bro, no, she's, she's going to save America. Save probably. America. Oh God. <laughs> She gets time displaced and comes to save America from the coronavirus. To to Boston. To Boston?
1: (laughs) Somewhere really American.
0: Yeah. I mean, Texas. Um, Dune. Uh, We got some Dune news. First look at Dennyville News' upcoming sci-fi epic. Um, A vast array of Dune stills uh, and details have been revealed by Vanity Fair, including shots of the characters portrayed by Oscar Isaac, Jason Momoa, Zendaya, Josh Brolin, and plenty more. Um, there's only a excuse glimpse- me. How do they
1: not mention Timothy Chalamet?
0: Well, he rude. Yeah, right. Why is he not named in this? That's weird. <laughs> I mean, he's in the first photo. He's in all the photos except for the so- solo character shots. Um, this is only a glimpse of what's to come uh, in Denis Villeneuve's big screen adaptation of the beloved book. And the filmmaker confirms that when Dune arrives in theaters on December 18th, it will only be the first half of the story as Warner Brothers has agreed to split it in two.
2: Ooh, He says,
0: I would not agree to make this adaptation of the book with one single movie, he told Vanity Fair. The world is too complex. It's a world that takes its power in its details. Um, and the, the stills look really good. Um, yep. It looks as good as you expect expecting a Denis Villeneuve project to look. So wow. having read it, are you glad it's two movies? No, oh, yeah, absolutely, um, definitely. Um, movies, I'd absolutely. I'd rather them do two movies for the first movie than the first book and the second book as two movies. You know what I mean? Like just followed up by sequelizing the second book. I think this is. Better. I'm, a, I'm about to read it. Oh really? I thought we were uh, doing book club. Are you are you trying to? Uh... Oh
1: no, I'm gonna step out. Okay, <laughs> oh, you're going. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that Dune Club thing.
0: Oh, you doing the Dune but, Club
1: thing with um, yeah. comic Book Girl. So you did a long time ago, but you can go back and watch the videos. So Okay. I it read it. Maybe, Dylan, maybe you, I won't get bored.
2: I'm assuming you're listening to it, Dylan. Yes,
0: that's what I mean. How long is it? It's short. It's not that oh, long. Oh, is it? And it's, but there's a ton of books, right? Well, you only need to read the first. I mean, Frank Herbert only wrote the first two. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but there's like a million, <clears throat> um, his so son wrote the Do these movie.
1: movies adapt the first Is one movie for each book or is it? No, it, it appears book?
0: that the fir- that the, he's going to do two movies off of the first book, which is good. Cause there's a lot of content. There's, it's very dense. Like, like it's, it's a short relatively book. It's a relatively short book, I should say, but it's, there's a lot of content. It's kind of like Watchmen, you know, like it's like, um, it, it's, there's, okay. it's packed with stuff. I was
1: shocked oh, to find out based on these photos. I was like, what are those things up their noses? Oh yeah. <laughs> and they're like, they <laughs> like drink their own pee.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, all, all moisture that comes out of the body.
1: Yeah. They yeah. only lose like a little bit of moisture a day and they What are they called? Still suits or something? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, you did. Do it was really book. cool. Yeah.
0: Um, bro, I want to read this book. I mean, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's How do How dated one. is it when you're reading it? Um, I don't think it's that dated because it's supposed to be like a completely different area. I mean, there okay. might be some tech that seems like that they treat as futuristic that isn't futuristic, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I think it's pretty timeless. Not to use a cliche, but... Uh, Does everyone look good based on these photos? Like, I know you were a little worried after that first well, photo. Well, the, the the first photo was the only one... So they, they put these out in like, they staggered them. The first photo looked really weird to me. It didn't give me Dune vibes at all because it just looked like Timothy Chalamet uh in some sort of Garth Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like, you know, like something like it looked like something you see in a magazine, you know. Uh, so why
1: that do you think that's a flashback?
0: Yeah, definitely, cuz that's that's from um Paul's home planet, not from uh Irakis, which is Oh, cuz there's water on it. Right. Cuz it. Dune is is uh named for the planet where the whole most of the book takes place, Arrakis, Uh and I think his home planet is Caladan. I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. Um, so that's probably what that was. Um, but anyway, no, no, that's very exciting. Um, and I need to reread Dune too. I know Natalie, a uh, former Bedrock City employee, uh, is really excited to reread Dune as well. Um, I think we're all super hyped for this. I am. Yeah. I am. Yeah. You know, um, so next we have Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Doolittle lead the Watched at, at Home top 20 list. Um, with, with the weekly box office top 10 also temporarily halted, um, the Digital Entertainment Group is introducing a brand new Watched at Home top 20 list as the most popular titles consumed on disc and digital. Well, how do they know that? Um, Disc-wise, anyway. Um, the list will be released on a weekly basis with the most up-to-date studio and retailer data. Uh, for the week of April sixteenth, the top ten were Star Wars, Sonic, Doolittle, Bad Boys, Jumanji, Call of the Wild, Little Women, Birds of Prey, nineteen seventeen, and Bloodshot. Wait, look at Bloodshot getting the top ten. All right, just made it. Just made it. Good for Bloodshot. But that's on its like second week or something. So yeah, maybe it did better last week. I don't know. So are they going off of disc sales? It must be because like you have to, right? Right, because if we're going by what I watched, I mean. I'm watching they're somehow getting data from
1: away. the streaming services, which is kind of cool because, I don't know, I've always wanted to know stuff like this. I know. I, yeah. don't think, I don't think we'll ever get real numbers, but it's cool to at least see a ranking, you know?
0: I know. I hate not getting real numbers on any of this stuff. Like, we'll never know how big of a success, you know, something like Tales from the Loop is, unless they make another season, you know? Right. We'll, we'll yeah. never really know. Unless, unless the studio that made it tells you, because right. they're really, like, boasting about it um san diego comic-con has a- been officially canceled due to coronavirus concern- concerns it will uh, resume in 2021 um that's unfortunate it is. Uh, we sort of knew we this know, was, it was gonna coming. come in this is gonna happen right um mm-hmm. it's gonna move back to next year uh july 2021 so uh we going i know we've, we've been talking about it hey. let's go that's, that's the, the go turn that's the year um, it'll be crazy, even crazier next year. Yeah, it has to be wild. Next year. Has it ever been canceled before? I'm sure it has. Not that I've, not in recent okay. history. Okay. It's not like E3, which went through like it got canceled because it sucked and nobody cared for a while. Um, Diamond Comic Distributors plans to resume shipping comic books from mid to late May. Um, that's very exciting for us. Um, while there are many steps and conversations that need to happen between uh, today and resuming distribution to, of new weekly product, we are currently targeting mid to late May with the hope that as an industry, we can all work toward that timeline. That's good. That's very good. Um,
1: yeah, I'm ready for, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just ready for comics to come again.
0: Yeah, it's weird, right? That there's just nothing. It's so new. stagnant. I know, it's weird.
2: Uh, this is the first time San Diego has been closed since really, mm-hmm.
0: wow! Thank you for that. But reason.
2: yes, the comic thing is wild. It's I'm glad they're coming back.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I mean, it's it. nice. It's nice to be able to uh, revisit the backlog. You know, sure, but sure, sure, sure. But, but you got to get that new.
1: It looks like it's going to trickle in and not yeah. just be oh, like a flurry of comics. Well, yeah. So I guess it's better than it just all coming out at once. You oh know? man, yeah, that would suck. Um.
0: Oh my God! Uh, Venom sequel <laughs> pushed back to 2021. Now officially titled Venom. Let there be carnage. Uh. That's a joke, right? <laughs> there, are they are they for real?
1: There, Let there will be, be carnage? carnage. That's awful.
0: That's, Is that what he said at the end of the movie? Yes. There
1: will be
2: carnage. That's what they should. The title be. It should be. Let there, will, there be will be
1: carnage. There oh. will be carnage. Yeah. Let there. Uh. Will be carnage.
0: That's Horrible. atrocious.
1: I feel like a child made that name.
0: Why not Absolute Carnage at the very least? Like, Yeah, that would no. be actually better. Well, that's definitely better. I mean, it's, it's Ma- still Maximum stupid. Carnage. Maximum Carnage, you know, whatever. At least, like, from a storyline, right? It's just so
1: cringy, Let There Be Carnage.
0: God. It's, it's embarrassing. You know how um,
1: fans love this. They of love course it. they do.
0: Of course they do. It. Now it's coming cool out it's June... A- yeah, it's coming up June 2021 instead of October of this year. This was supposed to come hmm. out this year? Yeah, well, it was October, man. Cool. It's on our list. Oh, I forgot all about womp, womp. it. Womp womp. Womp womp. It's um, going to be in the pack 2021 now. Hmm. J.J. Abrams sets three HBO Max shows. Justice League Dark, The Shining spinoff, and Duster. Hmm. I don't know. Um, okay, so Duster will be co written by Abrams and uh, Latoya Morgan of, of the, uh, the Walking Dead and Parenthood and was conceived by uh, the former. Set in the 1970s, Southwest revolves around the life of a gutsy getaway driver for a growing crime syndicate who goes from awful to wildly, stupidly, dangerously awful. Okay. All right. Ooh, who wrote this yeah. copy? Um, <laughs> Overlook <laughs> is a spin off of The Shining. I don't really need to go into that too much. If you like The Shining or have predilection to liking The Shining, or horror is probably going to be up your alley. Um, the series, though, um, has opened up a mini writer's room to get a jump on scripts during the industry-wide production shutdown. The, th- the third show is an untitled drama based on characters in the so-called Justice League Dark universe, which uh, details of which are being kept under wraps.
1: Why does it say so-called Justice League Dark universe? I mean, yes. Like maybe I, they won't call it that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even care. I'm most excited for Overlook.
0: Oh, absolutely! Overlook yeah, is be definitely dope. the one to watch. Um, it's like a,
1: a ten, 10 episode anthology about the different people there. You know? Oh, cool. And I didn't like I didn't like Castle Rock that much, but it's the same people who. Okay, I like did Castle, Castle Rock. Rock. Season one. Oh, I Castle Rock good. One. I like the one. Yeah, I don't think I gave it a real chance, but okay, they, they have writers, so it's the one farthest
0: along. Okay. Say. Um, troll. <laughs> This, this is the this news one's for Ron. Here. This one's for Ron. Trolls World Tour reportedly making an impressive $50 million during VOD opening weekend. That's crazy.
1: Kids like yeah. movies,
0: dog. I mean, at this point, like, why even put this movie in theaters? Why even continue to put kids' movies in theaters if they can do stuff like this? For real, huh? um,
1: That'd be good because then we wouldn't have to see kids at theaters anymore.
0: Oh, man. Can you imagine? Not to sound like a, a boomer, Forever. but, like, that'd be great. We like
1: well-behaved kids.
0: Yeah. That's fine. Um, so, the movie costs, uh, let's see, the movie cost $20 on demand and is believed to have grossed $50 million during its quote, opening weekend. Uh, this comes after news from the studio that Trolls World Tour had the biggest debut weekend ever for a digital release. Um, another interesting thing about this number is the fact that the first Trolls movie earned $46.5 million at the North American box office during its opening weekend. And it's highly unlikely the sequel would have topped that uh, with a big screen release. So, obviously, the pandemic greatly inflates these numbers mm-hmm. yeah of course H- however you know um do you think that this could be a trend for trolls three or other things you know in this vein like
1: like the think, next news story yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. would they oh well yes like the next <laughs> uh, well yeah, it's like, interesting well i mean it's interesting because post pandemic you know what i mean like
1: i think so because they are in they When they open in a theater, they get about half of the sales, the profit, you know, the studio does and the theater gets the rest. But with on demand and stuff, they get about 80%. Oh, wow. So even like, you know, matching the first one like this one did is way better for them, you know, so they don't even have to match opening weekend numbers. They can just, and also this is a $20 48 hour rental. So this isn't
0: it. They're not owning, they're oh, not owning they're, it. And I'm sure people are these
1: buying this kids, movie multiple
2: times. Yeah,
1: yeah these kids, because you can't buy it at all. So these kids are going to keep watching it watching it. And if they like it, they're going to buy it in a few weeks when it comes out for purchase, you know? So this $50 million is only going to go up. It's crazy. That's, I think they got yeah, figure it figured out.
0: That's um, crazy. That's really crazy. Um, but anyway, um, where's the next one? Uh, Scoob is. <laughs> Scoob to skip theaters and head into homes. So very similar to what we we're just talking about. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm guessing they're hoping for a trolls level of success with this. Um, they're jump. Uh, Warner brothers is jumping into the mix by fast tracking. Uh, it's animated pick scoob onto PVOD, which is, I guess, premium VOD paid, paid, paid. Oh, paid VOD. Okay. Uh, on May 15th in the U S and Canada. Um, again, 48 hour rental for $20. Wow. That's, mm-hmm. that's crazy, man. Like, that's very interesting. You know, I assume Scoob will be as successful as um, Trolls, if not Trolls. More. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Right? I mean. I mean, I want to watch Scoob, so I might. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, let's all get it together, though. Like, I, I ain't here to. <laughs> I think it'd be foolish to give Warner Brothers 60 uncanny dollars, you know?
1: Yeah, you can uh, cast it to us
0: yeah oh whoa okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh this is yes, warner brothers who hasn't
1: done this before but yeah you know they have wonder woman 1984 Tenet. yep so i don't think they're gonna do that with any no. of those but i think this is no. good for kids movies no oh, absolutely
0: that. um netflix is currently worth more than disney after streaming giants stock hits an all-time high um a new report has revealed that Netflix shares hit an all-time high on Wednesday, bumping its stock up to uh, $426 per share. That gives the streamer a current market capitalization of $187.3 billion, putting it over Disney's $186.6 billion after a decline of 2.5%. That's crazy. Um, also, I would assume that that has to do with more subs coming in. Due right. To coronavirus and-
1: well, Disney like, can't make any money right now. like Because everything they do is about in-person you know, like cruises, oh, yeah. stores, Disneyland. Like I think they were, they said they're losing three hundred million dollars a day or something like that. Oh wow! So just give all this stuff that's just sitting there. You know, they can't like all they they don't have any direct to consumer stuff except for Disney Plus. Yeah, you're right. Already, that's crazy. They already got all their money for so. That's hemorrhaging that's money,
0: right? Uh, Disney is slated to open a new film pretty much every week for the rest of the year once theaters <laughs> reopen. Um, While it remains to be seen exactly when theaters will be able to reopen safely across the globe, Disney has optimistically shared their updated theatrical release calendar for 2020. And it looks like they find themselves in quite a unique predicament, as they are currently positioned to open a new title almost every week for the rest of the year. Movies include Mulan, King's Man, Death on the Nile, The French Dispatch, Black Widow, Soul, Free Guy, and West Side Story. West Side Story? Yeah. Okay.
1: With, um... Man, someone bigs in that. I can't remember, but... Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. I
1: mean... Those but, are all... Some of those are Fox movies, too, that Disney well now puts out, so... Like French Dis- Dispatch, I think, but...
0: Well, I feel like they'll... I mean, be fine, right? I don't know. It's going to be like this for a while, I feel like. Yeah, it's going to be just weird box office news for a while, and every, every release that comes out this year is going to have a big asterisk next to it, you know? I feel um, like
1: we're just going to become a movie-reviewing podcast.
0: Yeah, at that next point. Year. Next uh, absolutely. Um Spider-Man director Sam Raimi confirms he will helm Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um shortly after it was revealed that Scott uh, Derrickson had walked away from Doctor Strange 2 uh over quote creative differences, that sounds familiar with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh we learned from the trades that Marvel Studios was eyeing Sam Raimi to take charge of the sequel. Uh while it did already sound like a done deal. The filmmaker himself has now confirmed that he will be in the director's chair. What do we think about that?
2: I'm not excited for it. but Why not, Ron? I don't like Sam Raimi. Yes, you do. I don't like those Spider-Man movies. <laughs> but, he, but you love From Hell,
0: right? He, he did that one, right? I didn't yeah. watch From Hell. Oh, you didn't?
2: From mm-hmm. Hell's
0: great. I really like that one.
2: I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm curious to see what he does. He'll prove you wrong. Prove uh, he you might,
0: wrong. man. Oh. Um, mm, uh, the Hunger Games prequel, uh, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, moving forward with director Francis Lawrence. Uh, Hunger Games movies ended up grossing $3 billion world ro- worldwide, and ahead of uh, its release in book form, May 19th, it's now been confirmed uh, that filmmaker Francis Lawrence will return to the director's chair for The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. The spinoff features uh, focuses on. I'm sorry, it uh, focuses on. Uh, I, how do you say that name? Coriolanus? Coriolanus? Uh, oh, that's oh, Donald, Donald Sutherland's character. President Corey Snow. Alanis. Yeah, Snow. At age 18, um, years before he would become the tyrannic- tyrannical president of Panem, uh, he is uh, handsome and charming. Uh, and through the Snow family, though the Snow family has fallen on hard times, he sees a chance for a change in his fortunes when he is chosen to be the mentor. For the 10th hunger game all right i don't care i
1: could not care care less about this
0: i yeah i I really don't
1: number one prequels number two why is it a president snow prequel like who (laughs) who asked for that yeah like yeah that's so stupid
0: (laughs) the only reason i would care about president snow is because i like donald sutherland other than that i have like don't like sure who cares i'd be
1: more interested in doing like the first hunger games or something like that right you know like I would because yeah, I mean, we don't uh, know,
0: but this is uh, this is garbage. Yeah, who cares? Um, One Punch Man live action adaptation uh, adaptation from Venom writers in the works at Sony Pictures. Oh no! Oh boy! Live adaptations of uh of uh One's satirical anime series One Punch Man is in uh, development at Sony Pictures with Venom and Jumanji next level writers Scott Rosenberg and Jeff Pinker on board to pen the script with um. Avi and Ari Arad uh, to produce. Variety reports that Sony is said to be very high on the priority, I'm sorry, very high on the property given its popularity and the possibility of adding another franchise to the pipeline. One Punch Man live action movie. All right. Oh boy.
2: Who asked for this?
0: The weebs don't even want this, right?
2: Just as as bad as Bloodshot because they have like some wacky characters in that show. What some kind of
1: Bloodshot? Don't you guys. It's going to be bad. (laughs) Don't you feel like we like every few months we get an announcement of a live action anime? Yes. yes. Like for the past ten years, and like yep. none of them happen. No. Like I've heard right. Naruto. Like literally every. Oh, but that that one, one came out. Yeah, that Netflix. The one. Cowboy
2: Bebop. The Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop. That's one a thing. One, that's coming out. Yeah, it's a Netflix one, but uh, uh it got put on main, hold because he got injured. But yeah, the main guy. Oh injured. yeah, that's right. I can't remember his name.
1: I just feel like, in general, they always get optioned, and
0: then it's just like, and then the, they, everyone's too scared like, to nah, pull they're they're the trying trigger. Trying.
1: Well, it's I mean, tricky. Like, I don't know. They're, I think I mean, Netflix Akira, is doing right? it right.
0: Akira's been supposed to have happened forever. Yeah, oh, Taika yeah, Waititi's yeah. Akira. Or, I yep. mean, Christopher Nolan's that, Akira. Yeah, wh-
1: whoever, you know.
0: whoever's Whoever's got it right now. Um, the Flash... Uh, news uh warner brothers reportedly prepared to move forward without ezra miller if need be uh i think we talked about this last week as it was like super brand new as we were recording um we expected some kind of official statement from warner brothers uh or ezra miller's miller's representatives after footage of the actor appearing to attack a female fan found its way online but it's been radio silence since uh however we now have an unofficial update from fandom wire um the site claims to have reached out uh, to a source who informed them that while the studio has yet to make a decision regarding Miller, that they are ready to move forward with the production of *The Flash* as soon as they are able, and intend to do so with or without Ed- Ezra Miller in the lead role of Barry Allen.
1: Okay, that's, that's fine. I'd- so, I mean, I'd- they already have a new Batman, and right. Superman's gone, and
0: yeah, we don't need. It's God just anymore.
1: Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Like, may as well recast him, right? Yeah, yep. no, there's no. There's, they so. lost Mara too, I'm sure, after all the Amber Heard stuff. So
0: yeah i'm poor, poor dc they can't they can't get to no, break no they really can't um i have one more bit of news that isn't on the list uh that i forgot to put on there i don't know if you saw it i'm sure you saw a little bit of it wwe released a large amount of wrestlers during this uh oh for real oh dude no um, I saw nothing. so like fired but, them yes re- not not furloughed released um and this is after like also looking into this and like there's many reports coming out about how they really didn't have to do this financially and they're fine and you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, uh, see after it's, they, they donated a large sum of money to a Florida super PAC. And then Hmm. the next day got determined or got, um, legally allowed, uh, or legally deemed essential media in the state of Florida. So they are still allowed to record and make their shows. And then uh, days after that, they released um, a lot of backstage personnel um, and in-ring talent, people that Ron might know, Kurt Angle. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, going down the list, Kurt Angle, Drake Maverick, Carl Anderson, EC3, Leo Rush, Kurt Hawkins, Zach, uh, Zach Ryder, uh, Rusev, No Way Jose. There's a ton of people. Like, That's wild, dude. Dude, it's crazy. Um, and then there's more reports that have been coming out since then about how that a lot of these people, they didn't want to keep anyway, but they were worried about AEW signing up anybody that they release. So they were just sort of holding on to them. WWE likes to do that. They like to hoard talent um, so That's that other people cool. don't get them. But now no one is going to be signing new wrestlers. So it's like, okay, well, yeah. now that there's a pandemic, we can just let you go. In so the, the same vein like of like looking for news. a reason? Uh-huh. So yeah. in the
2: same vein of sports news, Oh yeah. Uh, Rob Gronkowski back. Oh, in the NFL, I, oh,
0: I saw this. Is, is this for real? He's with his
2: boy. He's with the Buccaneers. He's with Tom Brady. Let's go! I'm excited. That's that's crazy. The boys are back in town. They'll so, win it. So what happens they when the Buccaneers
0: it. suck next year? What you mean? They got Brady and Gronk. There's no way. So who's getting hurt first is the real question. Oh, Gronk, obviously. Okay, fair enough. But here nor
2: there, they're on the team together, so it's fine. This is true.
0: Um. All right. Anyway, that's it for our news. Unless anyone else has sports news. news. Sports no. news. Um, so Tales from the Loop
1: um, hey. <laughs> is
0: the, the the show that we're here to talk about. Uh, came out two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Something like that. Um, beginning I'm of like April. It. I don't know. Whatever. Sometime. Um, and it is uh, based on the work of Simon Stalenhog. Uh Stalenhogg? Not sure. Uh, he's Swedish. So forgive me on the pronunciation on that one. Um, so Simon Stalenhog, uh, wrote, uh, some art books. I mean, they have prose in them as well, but they're main, they're mainly art books. Um, he wrote three books. He wrote, uh, Tales from the Loop, Things from the Flood and The Electric State. Um, and those, he made the pictures and he wrote the words to go along with the pictures and they all have their own little stories about, um, you know, dystopian, um, dystopian 80s and 90s basically uh and you know there's like these particle accelerators that surround this swedish town and then that, that they call the loop and that creates all these weird machines and weird tech and stuff and mm. this art has been very popular for a number of years and got turned into a role-playing game called tales from the loop which is very good we actually played it a couple of weeks ago on our discord for some customers it was really fun um and also, his art got totally ripped off. I don't know if you know the game Generation Zero on PC, but um, oh yeah, it's totally ripped off from all of his stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, totally. But anyway, so I was very excited to see this show was coming back, uh, or was was coming. Uh, I was very excited about this because I've I've been a big fan of of uh, this guy for a while, uh, Simon Stalenhogg. and he was uh, had some involvement with the show. I don't know exactly what the involvement was, but I know he. Did have some involvement with it um what about the two of you were you were either of you familiar i'll ask dylan first were you familiar with this at all other than maybe knowing it It was a product that we carried from the game
1: i knew about the game from you right but i knew i and i recognized the art because i've seen it everywhere right i didn't i didn't even know that it had stories with it though yeah but the art just finds its way everywhere online you know but yeah it's that was the extent of my knowledge i didn't know there was a story with it um, mm-hmm. I thought the game was just only based on the pictures, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Does the game follow the stories that you wrote?
0: No, or? No, no, no. Well, because the game because it's a role playing game, so you're making yeah. up your own little stories and stuff. uh So no, the sto- the game does not ruffle, uh, follow the stories, but it, like the stories make the backbone that you play the game in. Sort of okay. like uh, you know, uh, y- you're playing it in this fictional Sweden t- Swedish town with a particle accelerator, and a lot of the elements that are in all of these stories. Are in the backdrop of your game, Um, but you're making up your own characters and NPCs and what have you. So no, it doesn't carry on from the physical stories, but the pictures are all there. That's cool. In the inspirations. What about you, Ron? Same, I assume.
2: Yeah, same. I didn't know um, they had stories to the pictures. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I've seen them around, and then I I knew about the loot book when it first, the RPG book when it first came out. Because um, it looks super cool. Because we had it
0: and sold it, and then it would go out of print, and it was and go out of print. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's it's always been a real pain in the butt to get in stock because it goes out of print really quick. But there was supposed to be at, uh, this week coming out the Tales from the Loop RPG starter set, which obviously oh, cool. not, that's not happening right now. Um, but that will cool. be coming out very soon, and we will be running that in store um, at some point.
2: I'm gonna so play that. It.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, it was it's a lot of fun. Um, it's very easy. Um, focuses more on role-playing rather than the rules. Right. Um, But anyway, so I was super excited for the show. What were y'all's expectations for this?
1: I didn't know what to expect. I just knew... I saw the trailer. We talked about the trailer when it came out. Right. And it looked atmospheric, but I couldn't tell anything about what the story was (laughs) from the trailer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, definitely not. Now I understand why. Even knowing what the, the... you know, the, the premise, not necessarily the premise for the show, but like the idea of the universe, I still didn't really know what the show was about or what it was going to be like. Um, I didn't know it was an anthology show or a connected anthology. I don't know what the correct term for that is. Mm -hmm. Um, but also by the way, spoilers for tales from the loop. Um, if you care about spoilers, we will be spoiling the show so you can turn it off now. Um, and then come back. But, um, anyway, so I was super excited. Uh, I, I knew I was going to like it pretty much regardless, unless it was just, you know, trash. Right. Um, I was expecting stranger things, you know, vibes from it and that's not really what I got from it though. So, um, yeah, I didn't, at all. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I was expecting. I got more, you know, Philip K. Dick's electric dreams, black mirror type of, vibes. yeah, definitely um, that or that, mm mm-hmm um and i was not prepared for how visually striking it would be that first episode man it just it just hits you with the cinematography and it's like this looks just like the the books like mm-hmm. just like it the, it was just beautiful the art loved it and like and everything was framed like paintings it it felt like it felt like a film and not a tv show yeah most um, that boy to me anyway and I know all the episodes were written by the same person, uh, Nathaniel Halpern. But each, each episode was directed by someone different. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. With some pretty big names coming into direct. Um, uh, Jodie Foster did the final episode. And I forget his name. But the guy that directed Wally. Andrew Stanton, I think. Uh, yeah, he directed um, Wally and Finding Nemo and A Bug's Life. Uh, super he dope. directed uh, episode number four um so do you guys typically like anthology type shows like this like as a rule
2: i like anthology shows for sure uh just because you kind of get something different with each one kind of take mm-hmm. something from each one differently uh um, yeah this one's super interesting that all the characters more or less popped up in each episode
0: right it's like you meet a character in the first one and then the second one is about that character that you just met and the third one is about the right, character or, or something the like one. that yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and that was super interesting cuz it kept it uh more engaging like i wanted to make sure i was focusing on like little stuff you know yeah um,
1: is that what you were expecting wrong cuz i remember before you watched it you were like oh is it like black mirror and i was like Kind of, and you're like, oh, so it's like Black Mirror, it's, like, and it's not, but it wasn't really, you know.
2: Yeah, I don't, I wasn't, I definitely wasn't expecting all the characters to uh, pop up. I think when I talked to you, um, I watched the first two shows, so I, the sun obviously pops up in the second one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, I was just like, oh, that's interesting. So you yeah. catch on
1: pretty quick, though. Like,
0: yeah. every episode, whenever someone random appears, you're like, oh, I bet the next one's gonna be about right. them. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Um, So there's only eight episodes, and they're all um, TV hour length. Um, mm-hmm. Dylan, what are these numbers next to it? Like, uh, episode one. These is are the, So these are
1: the, um, ratings on IMDb.
0: Oh, okay. got it. That's where I got the information from. So I was like, ah, oh, let's see. I mean, okay. I added the director at the bottom or at the back, just so that I would remember to talk about it. Um, the yeah, first cool. episode is called a uh, loop and that is, um, you're introduced to Loretta, a young, a young girl who you think is probably going to be the main character of the show, and Yep. She, she is but as an it's adult sure. uh so that that was a really cool um you know twist with this first episode um i loved the first episode it got me hooked immediately mm-hmm. um what'd y'all think about that first one
1: the first episode was one of my favorites i i mean it was pretty predictable you could tell oh, what yeah. was happening yeah. but the show that's not there for shock value you know but mm-hmm. i like um Rebecca Hall a lot, so I didn't even yeah. I barely even knew she was in it, but um, I, I don't know, I like the whole time loop thing, you know. I didn't know that there were multiple meetings from you know, right. tales from the loop. Um, mm-hmm. so she it's kinda sad. She just this whole show is pretty sad. Yeah,
2: it's, yeah, it's is very it's, sad, yeah.
0: It's depressing that she just exists in a time loop, you know, with little and, purpose. And I do like that they don't have to explain everything.
2: No, you know at the, the, the end of it. it. It's
0: like okay, well, go on about your business. Like, like yeah. what does she do? Where does she go? And like, how does this? You know, explains almost like, nothing.
2: I know. I feel like you can watch this show again in a loop. Yeah, you know, it all makes sense. You know, like you'd be like, oh snap! Like that actually connects the right. first episode. Probably, sometime. honestly, yeah. I,
0: I would like to watch it again. But I, I really like the first episode. Not the first um, episode, really. Cool. The second episode. Um, all, really sets the framework for a lot of the more uh, a lot of the, or a couple of the following episodes mm-hmm. um, it's when two friends switch bodies it's called transpose directed by uh so young kim the first episode by the way was directed by um mark Romanek, who directed one hour photo which i really like um and then a movie called never let me go which i've never seen um but uh, the second one was directed by uh, so young kim who I don't know. Um, she has directed four feature films, uh, In Between Days, uh, Treeless Mountain, *For Ellen and Love Song. I don't know any of those movies. So, uh, so sorry. Um, but the episode was very good. I really liked episode two. Um, what'd y'all think? This
2: is one of my favorite ones. Really? Yeah, just, it was it was one of those where I had to focus because you, I, I, you tend to forget who was in whose body at some right, point. Right, 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 right. But, yeah, I, I like this one a lot because Danny was definitely – you can kind of tell he didn't want to leave, you know, like early on. Well, not early on, but like halfway
0: through. Yeah. So. I agree. I, I, I thought this was definitely one of the strongest episodes. It wasn't necessarily my favorite, but I thought it was one of the strongest for sure. Um, before we go further, um, what were your favorite two episodes, each of you? I'll, I'll, I'll tell mine first. Mine was uh, number eight, Home, and number six, Parallel um what about you dylan
2: Seven and oh sorry go ahead
1: mine were maybe three it's i like stasis a lot yeah and then it's- i liked i guess eight also because it, yeah. it wraps stuff up it's kind of unfair to give eight the advantage but i right. liked one i'm gonna cheat and say one three and one that we haven't talked about um right. yeah
0: parallel was really good too okay yeah, like I, I there one there were none that I didn't like. Um but um episode three is called Stasis. And that one is directed by uh ooh, uh Walsh Walsh. She's an Irish television uh director. She directed a, a bunch of uh UK TV show, shows, uh, EastEnders and Shameless being sure. the big ones. Um sure. and that one was really good. This um, is my favorite really yeah it's about this uh this high school couple who fall in love and they realize they can't be together for whatever reason um and so she has this device that is able to stop time for everyone but the two of them and it's wear
2: the boiler, really, boiler bracelets
0: it's really depressing man yeah dude it's what you know, episode isn't well. yeah fair enough
1: yeah fair enough yeah. Yeah.
0: this whole show is so bleak it is I mean, so so is the source material. Um, to sure. yeah. The game the game plays more hopeful, though. The game, it, the Tales from the Loop game, because there's two. There's Tales from the Loop, and then there's um, Things from the Flood. Tales from the Loop, the kids can't die. You can lose, and all this bad stuff can happen, but you can't die, and you can't have any like super dire consequences. Uh, Tales, Things from the Flood is much more dark, and kids can die, and it's uh, a whole different. Um, but stasis was really good i really dug that episode um i look i mean i'm gonna sound like a broken record because i liked all of these um but i really liked this one was very quiet and introspective and mm-hmm. it didn't rely on a lot of the robot-y stuff i mean it had right. the, had the weird tech at the beginning you know the, mm-hmm. it had the time stop tech but other than that it was about the characters um
2: I like the struggle she had with her mom, seeing her mom, on her dad. I know. That was super, super interesting. And then um, when um, Ethan ran away and yeah. she was looking for him, like, that kind of, like, threw me for, like, how do you find somebody when everybody else is still? You know what I mean? Right.
1: <laughs> I appreciate it because they like, act like they real going? teenagers. I'm sorry? Yes. They were, like, believable teenagers, you know, making oh, stupid harassed yeah, decisions. Not- yeah, yeah, yeah. Not you thinking know, low, about low, it,
0: little poets. Yeah, not uh, all Augustus. Whatever his last, what's his Waters? Waters? Waters. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, Stasis was great. Episode four was Echo Sphere, uh directed by Andrew Stanton, who, as I said earlier, directed A Bug's Life, Finding Nemo, Finding Dory, and Wally. and he hmm. all four um, Toy Story films and Monsters Inc. So, cool. super dope. You know, it, you know, an interesting uh, <laughs> choice. To direct something like this, um, as he does a lot of kids' content. Uh, this episode is called Echo Sphere, and uh, it's a young boy. The, the The byline here is: A young boy encounters a mysterious structure known as an Echo Sphere, uh, and must confront the nature of its existence. Um, these are so vague. I know, right? Like these give you nothing. Well, I guess because this is supposed to be like what you read on the Netflix or on the Amazon. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, I liked this one. This is, I guess, one of my least favorite of the eight. I liked all of them, but I did like this one. Um, this is, this one features, um, Jonathan price, the, the older yeah. guy, from, the, the high sparrow from game of Thrones. Um, mm-hmm. he, he sort of is a thread that's in a bunch of these, um, whether that's just his voice as a younger man or him in person. Um, but I really enjoyed this episode. It was very Again, uh, depressing and, you know, makes you think about, you know, loss and all this stuff. And it's, it's really, I mean, you said it before, but they're all pretty quiet and introspective, I feel like. Yeah, that's true. They are.
1: And the, the robots totally are like a backdrop, but none that's... of it is about that, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, episode five is called Control. It's about a, uh, a man who builds a robot to protect his family. Uh, after there's a incident he uh he gets a robot uh and then patrols and protects his protects his family um and it is this one i i don't so this is according to imdb i guess the second lowest rated uh, it's mm-hmm. a 6.6 i like this one quite a bit um see that's what i didn't care for but really i didn't care for yeah, it it I was it was one, it one of my least favorites sure yeah I enjoyed it. It didn't really have much to do with the overarching plot.
1: I mean the, he was protecting his daughter from it's hard to explain. Yeah, I don't know yeah, how much right. we want to give away.
0: No, it, no, I mean, I mean it,
1: does, it does tie in. Oh though, well, I'm too.
0: sorry. No this one does. Um, the next two don't really. Right. Yeah yeah. Um, no 7 does for sure. Yeah seven, oh, yeah, yeah 7 does. 6 doesn't at all. 6 definitely doesn't. No. Um, But Control. I liked Control. Um, what didn't y'all like about it? Or what, what, uh, what were its weak points? I just just thought the the
1: narrative, the family narrative was really like, I'd seen it before kind of, you know, tried. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like a lot of them were like new, interesting, um, situations that people are put in, you know, and like a, and this one's just like an overprotective dad, you know, it wasn't as. Right. I, I get that. Groundbreaking.
0: I get that. I liked it. Um, moving on was good
1: because you were worried about what was going to happen to the
0: kid, you know, the one, right. Yeah. yeah. And this episode was directed by, um, Tim, my Lance, who I does not have, uh, much on his IMDB. He's never directed a feature film before. So there you go. Hmm. Um, the next one, um, parallel is, uh, directed by Charlie McDowell, who is also, he's only directed one movie called, um, the one I love, which is one of those, uh, Duplass movies. Um, if you know that one, it's pretty good. Um, Parallel is about a security guard that we met earlier in the season, uh, named mm-hmm. Gaddis, who gets teleported or transported uh, to an alternate uh, world, parallel world. And I thought this one was great.
2: This is. I thought the, this one was good. I like this, this a the
0: lowest rated of the episodes. Weird. Yeah, it's kind of confusing. I know it is kind of confusing. I guess, but I really dove, I really dug it. Like. I I loved that. So you get this this story with this that he's uh, not going to give everything away, but Gaddis uh, he's got this picture of this guy that he has this fantasy about, like he's the perfect guy or whatever, right? That um, he he's like one day if I met this guy or somebody like this, it'll be perfect and have the perfect relationship or whatever, <laughs> and then gets teleported to this parallel world where he meets a version of he meets himself from a different world who is in a relationship with this guy with this guy, and that just like. <laughs> destroys him to a degree uh, and it's just it it's a it's a painful episode but it's really good too i really liked it
1: this is one of the only ones that didn't have like a totally bleak ending
0: no yeah. no this is the, yeah, yeah it was this relatively one, yeah. positive relatively and meets another birder yeah mm-hmm. yeah right um Are they called i've never heard that in real life before. i don't know i've never that heard that phrase right? before
1: i know birdwatcher but i don't know birder is, Bro, you know I that's mean, how they is talk. Is there
0: about a, about. is there a r slash birder? <laughs> I'm sure there is. I find out, I guess. <laughs> I mean, but did did y'all like this one too?
1: Yeah, I thought, no, I thought it was really
0: solid. Good. Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. Um, yes, there is a subreddit called r slash birding, so I would assume that a a birder goes birding. So hmm. there you go. Um, episode seven was directed by T West, who I love. T West, T West does fantastic horror movies he's directed oh, yes he has done the house of the devil the innkeepers and the Sac- and the sacrament which are all great um word. very very good horror movies um and this episode is very good as well
2: i second favorite
0: okay tell me about it then. uh
2: so this one is about george um when he's younger yes and, uh they talk about this uh demon or robot or monster that lives on this island oh yeah uh, <laughs> so he goes and him and his friends go to the island they leave him on the island he's stuck there for I would assume days yes um, again yeah, it, it talks about how he loses his arm I, I like that one for the fact that he goes back as an older man and like tries to confront the robot and stuff and then he talks to his mom and finds out his dad built the robot it's all yeah it's all dope
0: I, I loved this episode as well. Dylan, what do you think about it?
1: I thought it was good. I definitely, I didn't know that it was a horror director. I definitely, that makes sense now. Yeah, you it know. makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Because they, they do a good job of playing the um, monster off as like antagonistic, you know, but then you find out that it's
0: just a, it's just a robot, lo- a lonely robot. Exactly. Yep. Um, yeah, I you know it's a horror director and all of his, all of his movies are very good. If I, if you had to watch one, I'd say go watch The Innkeepers. Um, okay. But they're all good. Uh, they're all good. But it's um, not George's fault. Like, no. Why he'd be screaming
1: all. like that? Oh yeah, no. Why no, I'd be
0: scared too. Heck no. Um,
1: what gross was that? The arm thing, dude.
0: Oh, it was disgusting. Rough, yeah. son. Um. Then the last episode, Home, with uh, directed by Jodie Foster. This is the highest rated episode. I didn't know she directed TV. Neither I. I. Um. She's directed other. She's done other TV. Oh, has she? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Okay. At. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't really know um, what else she has done as a director. Um, She's done something I like. I'm trying. To I, just, try I, just, I just, I just pulled it up here. Um, she did an episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's right. Archangel. Was it no Archangel? That's right. Which one's
2: Archangel? Whatever. I'll
0: figure it out later. She's directed a couple other. She did. She did two episodes of Orange Is the New Black, an episode of House of Cards. Um. So yeah, that's cool. But this one was looping back to sort of the beginning, two episodes, or the be- or the second episode, really. And it's a a boy searching for his lost brother, an attempt to recapture his past. Oh, is the that. byline there? <laughs> um. And I loved this one. It's really it's it's it is a bit of a cheat, like Dylan said, to make this be your favorite one, but it, mm-hmm. It's, it's a so good, one. good, man. It is a good one. like the moments with the 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 boy and his brother in the woods are just so sad. Yeah, like yeah, my definitely. god, like I loved it. It was so, yeah.
2: So I like this one a lot for the simple reason that he went to go see his teacher, uh-huh. and then had to talk with his teacher, and that's why I like Seven so much because it ties back to oh the- sure. First robot, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, he said he that the robot on the island was the person Well, right. yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, I, it's solid. I I loved it. What about you, Dylan?
1: I liked it a lot too. I mean, it was the most depressing of all of them.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I, did, I did get a little annoyed watching it because I feel like it was overly bleak. You know. Okay. Like things just kept happening, like and like super fast you know, like over and over and over again, like towards the final half of the episode. Right. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he, he missed all these years. And it's like, oh, and the mom's old, and the dad's dead, and his brother's dead. And like, yeah. you know, it's just like, boom, right. boom, boom, boom. And it's like, all right. like This poor guy, right? <laughs> like, why can't we turn the robot back on? He has and, a niece, though. Yeah, I like how they were like, oh, this is your... Oh? Uh? Uh, here, here you go. Play with... <laughs> no, that was his... um.
2: Well, it would have been his. Yeah, it would have been his niece, right? Because that's his brother. His brother's daughter. So right, he's the uncle to his. Yeah. yeah uh huh. Sure. <laughs> look, I don't, this look. is the
0: part of the show where we where Ron figures out fam, family lineages. Bro, let me pull out mm-hmm. the charts. Yeah, you need it. It. it's like it's like that always sunny meme where it's like he's pointing to the the board behind him. Yeah. Cool. yeah um, but so, what did y'all overall opinions of the show?
1: Um, I liked it. I think it's. I think it was worth a watch. You have to be in the right mindset for it, though, because absolutely. Like, I stopped for a while and then finished today. I think it's tough it was, to like,
0: binge. Oh, it it's is. It's tough not a
1: good bingeable show. Um, no. Like the best thing about the show is how atmospheric and like mm-hmm. the effects and the like. They really do like transpose the paintings to like a television show, like perfectly. You I, know. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think if all that was removed, maybe I wouldn't like it. You know, like just basically like just reading the like the synopsis, the like synopses that we just did. You know, none of it mentions the robot, so it just sounds like a regular drama. You know, which like I think proves your point that you know the sci-fi aspect is just a backdrop. But um, I don't know. I have I really have mixed feelings about it because I liked watching all the episodes, but. Hmm. I would have liked a little bit more. Like it would be a little bit more hopeful. You know. Sure. There sort of was like just like it was just like treatment. utterly hopeless at the end of every episode.
0: Like yeah, well, no, not even
1: a silver lining. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Except right. for the one. Except for parallel. Everything right. just ends in like utter tragedy. Lessons were learned, but like everyone is miserable. It's, it's now. just a mess. So like, right. Yeah.
0: I get that. It's a book like that. The, the um, art book. I. I've only read one of them and okay. some of the stories are, and some of the stories are not. So it's just a weird choice. I feel like, cause like,
1: I don't know. The tone of the show isn't necessarily.
0: It doesn't like that, appear to be super dark, right? Like,
1: no, it seems like something that might have more heart, you know, I guess it does yes. have heart, but it seems like something that would be a little bit more optimistic. And then right. you're just like somehow surprised every episode when it's not, or at least I was. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, maybe this will work out a little bit." No, no, nope, no, no. <laughs> and the good guys
0: always lose, and then the bad guys come out on right. top. Right, and they didn't really explain the loop at all, other than no, no.
1: there's no antagonist to the show.
0: No, everyone's just I, I assume like there's going to be an episode demon. where the company that operates the loop is going to be some big evil gun-toting. Nope, you know, I expected that to happen, but it's not.
1: I would like some more answers, you know. Like, no, yeah, most definitely. I would What's watch the deal. Two.
0: Yeah, I would definitely be excited for season two. I really enjoyed it, but uh, like Dylan said, though, you really have to be in the right headspace for this. Um, no,
2: I watched this over the course of a week, and I don't. I would have took very much longer time to
0: watch I, it. I watched. I think it, this would be helped very well from a traditional weekly release.
1: Most definitely true.
0: Um, I watched, and also
1: not during a pandemic
0: right <laughs> but people people
1: are looking for an escape a little bit not
0: like more misery i watched the first episode with lori and then watched the rest by myself uh, <laughs> She was like i'm not watching the rest of these these are this, this is correct. too depressing um and and i watched them one a day okay because i was like ah, this is a lot this is a, mm-hmm. this is a it's a it's a big emotional investment
2: um, yeah I more or less watched two a day so
0: yeah but I I I really liked it. Um, you know, that's weird to say, but um, no, I liked like, it too. It's like really enjoying uh, Sophie's Choice or something. But um, yeah, you know, but I really I really enjoyed it, and I would definitely watch a sequel uh, series. I know they haven't said anything about a season two, right? No, we've talked about <laughs> it before. I feel
1: like this show went really under the
0: radar, like like all Amazon shows, right? Like how many shows do they have that you've never heard? I
1: feel of? like they pick one show a year, and it's like. Jack Ryan or Carnival Row, and then everything else is like, just throw it out. Right.
0: It's, it's Man in High Castle, Jack Ryan, Carnival Row. They got the boys. Yeah. I
1: feel they, think they have, didn't promote that a lot either. no. No,
0: no, we're in the comic book bubble. If we didn't work in a comic book store, I wouldn't have heard of it. Yeah,
1: about you're those. probably right. You're you probably
0: know? right. I mean, no I'm one's a little nervous
1: that this won't get a season two. It probably won't. Yeah, it probably won't.
2: But I, I don't mean, think it needs one.
0: No, it doesn't. But I would no. love to watch it.
2: But no the, most the, definitely
0: the question is like i well i don't know anybody talking about it really other than in our discord some people are talking about it a little bit but not too much um, no i haven't heard but,
2: anybody talk about it mm-mm.
1: and if it's not taking off now when everyone's home watching stuff then right it might be dead in the water but i know, Brandon I know it sucks because i would like to have another season of this but with new characters and yeah
0: mm-hmm. like
1: a little bit of a like brighter outlook like i said you know i think you could easily just like use this setting again with so, new characters and something like that.
0: so tales from the loop and things from the flood are both in a fictionalized sweden um the electric state however is in a fictionalized north america oh okay so that is a possibility and things from the flood is more about um machines attacking and machines you know they're 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 engaged in combat with some of these big monsterish. that can be an interesting season too because so, i feel like
2: from what was that episode with uh eight yeah because eight then um yeah jacob got attacked by the other robot so. by
0: the rogue robot or whatever yeah he
1: mm-hmm. just reminded me it was like it was bothering me what this reminds me of and it's a electric dreams. So like i feel like it's going to be like that like we liked it it came out yeah. And then, like, we'll never hear it was canceled or that another season is
0: coming. I loved sure. Electric Dreams. Yes. And I was so like, I? yeah, right? I think anybody that watched it liked it. But where's it's, the promotion it's for this? It's
2: forgettable, though. It is. Electric Dreams, unfortunately. I mean,
0: well, the thing with Electric Dreams is you remember, like, two episodes. You remember, like, the Janelle Monae one and then the, the, the commuter. Those are the two you remember. And then maybe some scratches of other ones.
2: I don't even um, remember the commuter, dog. The commuter's
0: <laughs> the, guy, the guy on the train. Who goes into the? He goes every day to the other to the to the perfect town or whatever. Nope. Um, I remember the Anna Hathaway one. Right. Exactly. Oh, so I don't know. And but but who's out there talking about Electric Dreams? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. It's unfortunate. And we liked it when well, it Well, they out. clearly
1: wanted a Black Mirror and.
0: Oh well, yeah. Out. So I mean, that means this is the this is uh, Amazon's second try at a anthology show.
2: Um, I think this one's a lot better though because it's more connected.
0: Yeah. For sure. But, I mean, we'll have to see. Would you recommend people watch this?
2: Yeah, most definitely.
0: I would, too. And taking Dylan's advice into mind of uh, no going into it, that it is uh, a lot. Yeah. It, it is It is emotionally taxing to watch this show. Watch, watch one a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly. Pretend like it's I feel a like week.
1: now that they've been primed, it's fine, you know? Yeah. They're yeah. not going to expect a happy ending anywhere.
0: You're not going to binge it anyway. Like, But 100% recommend. Um, I think it's definitely worth your time. Um, but anyway, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Right, boys. That's it. That's it. Um, but anyway, so go, go check it out. Um, and then come to do curbside this week and maybe pick up, uh, the RPG or Tales. things from the flood anyway, because tales from the loop is out of print again. Uh, (laughs) so, uh, you know, there we are with that. But anyway, uh, we really appreciate all the support and thank you guys for downloading us. Later, guys. It's is Ron. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Oops.